Welcome to Mindset for Success, a We Global Studios podcast. We explore the psychological challenges that many successful women entrepreneurs face while building their businesses and how they have overcome them. Hello, I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knudsen, and I'm very excited to welcome today uh, our guest, Linda Kleist. Welcome, Linda. Well, thank you, Leslie. So there's a lot to talk about for you. Let me just um, start by telling our listeners a little bit about who you are and your journey. Linda and her husband, Bill, started Identity Creative in 1993. They helped build businesses They help businesses build strong brands, equipping them with excellent design and branding services to improve their competitive edge. It's accomplished through brand strategy, creative design, and messaging, so companies can connect with their ideal customers. They have four married children and eight precious grandchildren. I love that. That's very cute. Linda, would you mind sharing with our listeners a bit about your growing up, going from Michigan to Southern Bell, Birmingham? (laughs) Southern Bell, Birmingham. So if people are familiar with Michigan, Birmingham is in Oakland County, which when we were growing up, we kept hearing it is the third wealthiest county in the country. But we were not numbered among the wealthy, uh, but my mom wanted us to be. She wanted us to, quote, marry rich. So she uh, moved us from Warren, a working class neighborhood, to Birmingham, you know, wanted Mm -hmm. us to do that. And so there was always this underlying feeling for me that we we didn't really belong there. You know, when I went Mm -hmm. to school, I wasn't coming back with the ski tag on my coat like all my friends were after Christmas vacation. And it really did a number on my, my psyche. Mm-hmm. How so? Uh, you don't fit. You don't belong here. Mm-hmm. You're, you are, um, we did. We had great friends. We um, had great neighbors. But I think it was the motivation. And another way, and my mom, God bless her, she's, she's um, passed away in 1990. She's an alcoholic and Mm -hmm. both my parents were. So she had her, um, words of wisdom. (laughs) Um, my sisters and I laugh about it now, but they weren't so wise. And, uh, I met a friend, I was in the hospital as a child for some exploratory surgery and a lot of testing. And I was rooming with a, a girl from a very wealthy family and my, and we were best buds. And after I got out of the hospital, my mom said to me as a nine-year-old girl, stay in touch with her. Mm -hmm. Her family has a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Well, whoa. Oh, we're different Mm -hmm. was the message. And did did that differentness follow you into being a mom and then working with your husband? I think so. I think... um, I could have, I could sum it up in this. It was sort of an unconscious thing. Uh, we had sought out a business coach. I had mm-hmm. seen her running a seminar about making your business a sellable business. And I approached her afterward and I said, you're the kind of coach I would like. 
you're tough, um, you're smart. And so she said, well, let's meet. And she looked at our revenue, which was, we're, we're small. We were small, you know, it was under 200,000, just under 200,000. She goes, oh, so you're faking it till you make it. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. so. Faking it. But I'm not a fake. So it was really, oh, am I? So, so meaning that you could, you could do more, but you weren't sure that you were able. Well, I think, um, I think there was always this underlying current of confidence. When I would tell people throughout my life that, oh, yeah, I really struggle with self-doubt or, um, yeah, I, 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 I have to do my scary thing first. First thing in the morning, I have to do my scary thing. What are you, like, Linda, you're, you get scared? Mm-hmm. You lack mm-hmm. confidence because I come off with this bravado, I think, maybe to hide it. But mm-hmm. I've always had an undercurrent um, that I, I can say the right thing at the right time. As a child, I would say something that could make adults laugh or mm-hmm. um, get a teacher's notice that she would call it out in the room, say, hey, Linda just said something I want you all to know. So there, was, there were things. And also my mom, um, despite the, um, the struggles she had, she was an encourager and she... Mm-hmm. Um, had nicknames for me. One of them was Flaky Broad, but also, <laughs> also um, that I was smart and that I could light up a room. Mm-hmm. And that a part of being confident is posturing confidence for you. Part of mm-hmm. being able to fit in is posturing confidence. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think also knowing that when you create a sense of confidence within you give, it's a gift you give to others. So if you've ever seen someone doing public speaking and they're, they're nervous, they're twiddling, you just, oh, I feel angst for them. Mm-hmm. But when someone is confidently speaking and sharing something with confidence, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I could give that to others. So put my self-doubt aside and, and help someone. Part of the confidence was being able to speak out early on and, mm-hmm. and be the light of the room if that was what, what you feel like you were doing. Mm-hmm. There are good ideas. They come out. So the problem with that is that I think on my feet and I think out loud. So sometimes it's good. <laughs> right. right. You talk about, we when we spoke earlier, you talk about how being overextended has been an uncomfortable place for you. Hmm. When, when something doesn't feel reasonable, the schedule doesn't feel reasonable, um, what do you do to overcome that? With the schedule, it is prioritizing. Some of the things, if I've committed to something and I said I was going to do it, I'm going to do it. But mm-hmm. let me create a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then I can pull off of that schedule. If it's a business decision, say we took on, which we did, we took on um, some services that I thought would just be a side piece of revenue that would help our clients. And it became a very taxing uh on my time, on my brain power, on human resources. So, okay, I, I need to step back, get Bill in here and go help me make a plan to sort this through. So, because yeah, I'm starting to lose joy and not wanting to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of your husband, who's the co-founder with you of Identity Crean, what a creative, what is it like? What is that like? And how are you both be able to make such a great team? I, I, I would just love to do, 
talk to people when we when we do business with clients who are in um, a family business and they work with a spouse we just hit it off right out the gate because there are so many challenges and blessings in in that um, every business trip I'm taking with with my husband so uh, it's fun we're best friends mm-hmm. we have um, we joke around about our our codependence mm-hmm. um, I can be very forthright with him and he can be very open and honest with me how was I in that meeting well you interrupted that guy four times oh I did Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so there have been things that we've hit heads on but one of the biggest keys for us I can't even believe it took us so long we had one coach having a coach is huge Mm -hmm. A, a a third party to be to listen and sometimes comes into counseling right Uh, but did our personality tests, the DISC personality. And when I saw, oh, he's a high C and I'm more of a D, but I also have some C. That's, he's not opposing my ideas. He just needs to think them through to Mm -hmm. a much greater degree. And I'm just, hey, let's do this. We thought this through, let's go. He's like, Mm -hmm. wait, wait, wait. Mm -hmm. So while that, in the past, I used to think, he's just resisting my ideas. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not. It's he needs that level of comfort, and and so we, now we know. Okay, you get a measure of comfort, but it, we can't go on and on with the thinking it through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At some point, mm-hmm. we make a decision, and he's good with that because he knows I, I I don't have the bandwidth to think it through to that degree. And this, part of not having the bandwidth is that you sort of historically have always been able to get things done, and that meant not overthinking. Yeah, yeah, like. Um, what is it going to take to get it done? I'm a big one with the, if I said I'm going to do it, I want to do it and I want to do it well. Perfectionism is a, in and there a bit, uh, but not, um, not to the point. Yeah, not to the point where it can't get done. It's got to get done and it's got to be done well. So what do you do to take care of yourself on those difficult days to get it done? Uh, there's a couple things. So... You know, I, I kind of think of think of it like a toolbox. It, the same thing doesn't always work. So um, I like acronyms. Acronyms help me think. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, would, I would take like 15 minutes to get in my car and get somewhere. Like, oh, I forgot my keys. I'd have to get out. So I made this acronym pig pork. It was my purse, <laughs> incidentals, things I needed that day, my glasses, my water, my coffee, my keys. Got it. And just doing my little acronym. So I have this, it's kind of like a win mm-hmm. or, or not, not win. Sorry. Win is the first one, but whip because we're all a work in progress. And that's mm-hmm. a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why on this podcast, I would be as transparent as possible because it, no, none of us are perfect. None of us have ever fully arrived. And it took me a while to learn that. I kept thinking when we get our business here, then we'll be at a successful full point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you get there and you go, wow, I'm still got this going on or that going on. Right. So it's, it's pulling from that toolbox in a sense. So there's the, the width, the W is wealth and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So go to the mentors that you have, go to um, listen and learn. I'm, 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 I'm a podcast junkie. I'm listening to what others have done. Books like um, Permission to Screw Up was a really funny one, but that was a mm-hmm. huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make mistakes, but you're not a mistake. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the equip, you know, equipping me to get past a setback. What, what have others done? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then the, the I is investing in relationships. So I can turn in those times with the setbacks, I can turn to those relationships that I've built. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. it's really important. So our family, you know, there, we annoy each other, but we love each other. Let's invest in that, mm -hmm. those relationships, mm -hmm. our network mentors, you know, who I can call. We just had a, a crisis a couple of weeks ago and I was able to call on a mentor who's just a genius and she's so sweet and walked us through that, but that's because there's a relationship there. And then the third is, is, um, that P in progress is having our purpose. Mm -hmm. We work with our companies, you know, why are you doing this? Why did you choose this path? And that why gets us through, I'm doing this for these reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and what sorry. the last one is just to remember, um, someone asked me some years ago, what are you chasing? I was like, oh, it's really important. What am I chasing? Am I chasing a perfect business? Is that all? Am I going to be happy if that's all I have? So it puts things in perspective. Because the relationship part for you is everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is so important about the relationships you create at work, with work? Well, I think it's a central part of, of, of life. Mm -hmm. um, is that because I'm, I'm an extrovert? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I... I, lo I, I love the clients we work with. We, we are a small enough firm that we can choose clients. Um, I actually pray, Lord, give us the clients that um, will work best with and mm -hmm. that we will have the creativity to help prosper um, and to ignite the passion because we work with small businesses and they, and we don't, I was just talking to a marketing director from a large um, agency and they have 10 months to do a focus group. Our clients don't. They're they're um, generally under 100 million in revenue. They need to they need to hit the ground with their purpose and mission and vision and a brand. Mm -hmm. They need to get that so that they can manage it and move forward. So we get to meet the most exciting people who have laid everything out for their business. Some of them have you know they they've written out a payroll from their personal accounts to make it work. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So being faithful to those people and they've trusted us, that is huge to me. And then the relationships around me, last night we had our, our grown kids and grandkids over for a barbecue. Mm -hmm. It's just, Leslie, I have to think some more about why are relationships so important? They are. <laughs> but it also sounds like they're nurturing for you. Sure. So they nurture you and you nurture them. In other words, you're neutral to the relationships mm -hmm. and that that's something really important to you in terms of being able to give back, give back authentically. You know, we yes. talked, you, talk, you talked about from a young age, it was important that you kind of said what was on your mind. So relationships, it sounds like it's important for them, for you to be in them so that you can feel nurtured by the relationships as you too nurture relationships, which of course adds to business um, mm. success, right? Because your clients should be able to think that you're authentically in. Mm -hmm. and yes, that's true. And another thing is, uh, I just, I have such a strong belief that each 
person. Everyone has value. Mm -hmm. Everyone has value that they bring a special gift. And, and every business has that unique value Mm -hmm. that sets Mm -hmm. them apart. And when a lot of times for our clients, when, when people are in business, they just, they, they, they can lose track of their specialness in a way. Mm-hmm. And I've, I kind of call it like a low business self-esteem. They, mm-hmm. they, oh, it's just us, you know, we're just a home improvement company or we're just a manufacturing company. We're just, we're just doing this. Well, do you see what you're doing as maybe landlord um, attorneys, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. advocates for, for the space that these mm-hmm. people are living mm-hmm. in where they're making mm-hmm. their home. And when they see the light bulb, when I see the light bulb go off, Mm-hmm. they're encouraged. And I, I love doing that on an individual basis with, with my daughter-in-law. Hey, that is a special gift you have. Just pointing it out. It's true. Right. It's not flattery. Right. It's right. true. Because I think um, <laughs> my brother-in-law once said, he said, try walking into a bookstore and asking them where their books on how to be more discouraged and depressed are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they right. don't exist because- right we're all fighting, you know, to not feel that. Yes. Some more than others, but we need to, but when you can encourage someone and just just, point that out, Mm -hmm. that's me. I, I just get energized by that. Well, and telling your clients that they're doing something important is also sort of why you believe in your business too. Exactly. You're, you're also, you also feel like you're doing something important. So it's something, you know, special to you in terms of what drives you. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a little bit about fear of failure, which of course everybody talks about, but certainly everybody has. Um, how have you learned to address that, overcome that over the years? Well, have I fully gotten over fear of failure? <laughs> I don't exactly. know. Uh, I, I, I remember uh, networking in 2008, we've been a small firm. So we work out of our house. We have a, a, a walkout so that we can have a different floor. One of it's just the, that floor is the mm-hmm. office and it can be separate. Although these work really separate. Right. Uh, and, um, and we have a team that can work remotely or come in. So in 2008, I was doing a lot of networking and the economy had tanked and I met a lot of people who had been laid off from agencies, um, engineers that were laid off. And I got this fear in me, like I never want to expand to the point where we have to lay people off when things get Mm -hmm. tight. Mm -hmm. So that has been in my head. How do we grow carefully and smart so that we can Mm -hmm. stay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that you can ever guarantee that you're, you can always do that. So that's, that's been a fear, but overcoming Fear of failure. Uh, I had a coach once uh, who said we were going before a city. So um, there was a marketing director for the third largest city in Michigan, and he had heard one of my presentations. He said, I'd like you guys to do our logo. So Mm -hmm. can you put in an RFP? We'll put one out there. And um, so then I had to do the presentation before all of the city department heads, and um, I I was scared. And Mm -hmm. my coach Mm -hmm. said, you've done this, go back to smaller successes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then this will be your next smaller success next time. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's really important you to, to deescalate anxiety for you, but also for your clients to get people to sort of 
look exactly at what they're doing and not try to have it clouded by anxiety. Sure. And then trusting the process. And then yeah, trusting the process. In fact, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. You talk about needing to trust in the process of taking a project and seeing it through. I can imagine at the beginning, it must have been hard to trust the process, maybe, maybe for a lack of self-confidence. Have you been able to be less scared and more tr trusting, confident over the years? And how? Yeah, actually, the first time I stepped out uh, to do a branding workshop for a client, <laughs> I um, I didn't have any fear. We had we had been in a workshop with um, someone who had been big brands, worked with big brands, and we came in and he, he we were going to do the design work. He was going to do the the workshop, and I thought oh my word, this is so backward. I, I had so many problems with the way he was running. I was like, I want to do my own. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. the first couple I went into, I was like, it was great. But then as we got bigger clients or, or more, quote, scary um, opportunities, then I started to get nervous. Like, oh, I don't want to blow this one. I don't want to blow mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I'm answering your question, but the process is there's a process we've set up. We're going to have to get this information. It's, we're going to put it on papers around the room. Workshops are going to go back to our office. We're going to um, put things in buckets. We're going to come back and meet with these people again after we've done this process that we've developed over the years. It's messy. You know, there's mm -hmm. a part where you don't know what's going to go, right. what's going on or what's going to be the outcome. But trust it. It will we'll get clarity. Right. And it also reminds me of your very sweet story about needing to do an Ackerman to get out the front door, which I completely relate to. And I think I need to do the same, <laughs> that in all of the not knowing pieces of which there always is in business, right? Mm -hmm. It's important to have as much structure organization to pin down that which you know. So mm -hmm. you have this wonderful balance of being able to live within the, the um, I'm not going to say the chaos, but the unknowing of everything. <clears throat> But also having the the wherewithal, the organization, the structure to know you have to trust in the process because eventually that will all come out to something doable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also for learning learning what works. So I think out loud, I said that before on my mm -hmm. feet. And mm -hmm. um, at one point, I just like, okay, I need to do a dry run. And as I, I pull Bill or Abby or somebody or a team member side, I'm going to go through this presentation with you. Ideas just start popping out. I just mm -hmm. need an audience, I think. So, mm -hmm. and then remembering the purpose. Um, right, right. Why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. It's going to work. Believe it or not, we're already at the mm -hmm. end. Um, I wanted to thank you so much for being here today. I wanted also to give you an opportunity to let our audience know a little bit about how to find more about you. They can hop onto our website, identitycreative.com and shoot me an email. I'm very accessible. It's just Linda at, if you do the contact, I'll see you on that contact form. You mm -hmm. can visit us on social. Um, I'll get the notifications on LinkedIn, Linda Kleist. I'd, okay. I'd love to talk to people about branding, even if it's just a chat, especially if they're in the We Global community. Oh, that's great. Linda, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Dr. Leslie. It's been really fun talking with you. These couple Thank conversations. you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
This podcast is brought to you by We Global Studios, the first startup innovation studio and digital DIY startup platform for women entrepreneurs around the world. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit weglobalstudios.com. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson. Please drop me a line at mindsetforsuccess at weglobalstudios.com. See you next week.